0: Blog Talk Radio. Everybody
1: can't have a life for Riley. Everybody can't be a movie star. Everybody can't get a twerk for Miley.
2: Everybody here'd rather hit the bar. Because we're
0: all together again. All right. Um, right,
3: you're it's killing me, buddy.
0: <laughs>
3: Hello? <laughs> got to turn your music off there, champ. All right, everybody, welcome to Rungan Radio. We've got a special show. We're having people apparently having trouble logging in, so give me a second. I'm going to try to announce on the Rungan Radio Facebook page the direct link. So let me get that real quick, and we'll be good to go. So here it is. Sorry about that, but you know how blog talk can be sometimes. We've never done a show on a Saturday morning, that I recall we've done some Sunday shows, but never Saturday. So let's go. We'll get this done, and we're going to talk to you today about Todd Rugmer's upcoming tour, Todd's album. we got some good information. Thanks to Tom Jenning, who'll be on with me here in a second, co-host. When he turns his radio down, we'll be all good. And uh, he did an interview with Todd yesterday, so... You're going to be able to find out from the man himself, Todd Rundgren, what's up with this tour and some other good scoop, who's on the album, all kind of stuff. All right, so I posted on Facebook page, the direct link, so hopefully that will get people going and we'll be good to go because nobody is logging in, I can tell. (laughs) That's interesting. I wonder what the problem is. All right, so Mr. Tom, what's happening with you? Not
4: much. What's going on with you?
3: Trying to figure out what's wrong with Blog Talk. Other than that, I'm very excited about this news. We got a lot of good stuff, man. You did some good little interview in a 20-minute time frame there.
4: Yeah, I was. You know, I was really excited. It's this has been uh, this has been pretty cool. I mean, I got the album really early, and I got one of the early interviews because he's coming to the Buffalo market. And I don't know. It's been, it's been it's been very exciting. The only disappointing thing is I won't be able to be in Little Rock with all my friends, and that's kind of a, a drag. But. Uh, other than that, it's been kind of an exciting time in, in Toddland. Yeah, that's terrible,
3: man. You're going to miss Little Rock. <laughs> if you don't know what Tom's talking about, rocking without the G, rockinglittlerock.com. Sold out. So sold out. Our event out. Everybody's excited about it. April. We won't spend too much time talking about that, but uh, let's see. Where do we, I'm trying to figure out where we want to start. I want to make sure everybody gets in before we get to the really, really, really good stuff. And... Uh, Let's start... Well, all of it's good stuff. I mean, i got to say that. So, we, um, i got some clips. I'm going to play some music from the album. Of course, if you don't know, you can go to iTunes and find the global album and hear 90-second clips of all of the songs. So we have some of that action. Uh, also, you can pre-order the album from the Todd Store, ToddStore.com. They have a package deal, as a matter of fact, where you can get a surprise dvd of one of the unpredictable shows we didn't know that was coming or you can just buy the cd of course uh it's going to be out in vinyl eventually from what i hear uh fyi little rock that's record store day is that saturday april the 18th while we're all in little rock there'll be some forthcoming news probably about that i'm sure and we'll get that out when that's ready to be out all right so everybody had to go from the direct link That's that's um I don't understand, but anyway Alright, so Tom, let's get started Let's talk about this interview you did here Um, I'm going to start We want to get the scoop out So Let's look at Hmm Let's go with the DJ, what do you say? I want to get that one out first You ready? ready. Here's a clip Tom talking to Todd about the mystery DJ That's going to be on the tour with Todd We're going to talk about him and give you some information too After this clip, here we go
4: and I mean you're taking this out on the road, you've got uh, there was an ad that was kind of spread through the Todd Runger community that you're looking for a couple of female dancers and a DJ. Do you have any of those personnel identified for the upcoming tour?
1: I believe all the personnel is identified. Certainly the DJ is identified. His name is Tame Funk, T A M dash Funk. And um I think that you know our collaboration is probably going to you know benefit the audience a lot because he's quite knowledgeable about my music and a, and a fan himself, and so he'll help to you know represent the audience's sensibilities in a way. I think uh, that said, we're going to try and put you know a modern spin on anything we do, regardless of what era it's originally from. All
3: right, folks, there you go. Dame Funk, spelled damn, D-A-M, but it's Dame Funk, apparently. <laughs> Have you ever heard of this guy, Tom?
4: No, I, actually, I when I listened to the audio clip, I was I thought he said tame, like T T M. I think when you and I were texting last night, and you're like, who's the DJ? I was trying to go from memory, and I thought it was, I was like tame, like from Tame Impala or something like that. But when I Googled it, it <laughs> looked like he's very, it looked like he's one of those people that, that's not a, a typical Todd Rundgren fan, but he's been interviewed you know, even back as far as 2010 about his influences. He, he put Todd out there as as a major influence, so who knew? But it's the show sounds like a lot of fun, and uh, I did put in my request for Cry Baby, and Todd uh, shot that down fairly really quickly.
3: <laughs> he didn't shoot it down, necessarily.
4: <laughs> no, he didn't.
3: He just said that's a utopia song. But as we know, Todd does Utopia songs live sometimes. So, all right. So we're going to actually play you a song later on in the show from Dame Funk. And we're going to also hear from Todd about exactly what he he might be doing at this show. Um, Dame Funk is in L.A., apparently known as the Ambassador of Boogie Funk. And he has got a record deal, actually. He was uh, struggling for a while, and then a company called Stone's Throw signed him. Um... He clearly likes to smoke something, apparently. There's photos, a lot of those, of him smoking. So, uh, interesting character, Dame Funk. That'll be your DJ. All right, so let's find out exactly what he's going to be doing. Tom asked Todd about the tour setup. This is real good information, so if you're going to the tour, you definitely want to hear this. Uh, Here we go.
4: So have you, I mean, have you just started, are you in the starting process of deciding which of the, you know, the the previous material is going to be presented in this upcoming tour?
1: Yeah, we're pretty much in the early phases, you know, and I'm soliciting uh, input from, for instance, our uh, the guy who's in charge of our, our lighting and effects because he may have some great ideas for something that would look good as well as sound good because we're going to present a fairly fairly complete show if you know what i mean it's not going to be simply a um a dance party in the way that uh the state tour was sort of intended to be there's going to be a lot of different moments in it
4: so i i mean yeah i, I mean, i'm familiar with the state tour i got to see the two opening dates at Bearsville theater that was a that was an impressive show so do you picture bringing a lot of that material back into this set because it I, I don't know you know I, I feel conflicted because I feel that Global and State have some similarities but I feel like they're still very different albums is that was that the intent uh,
1: they are different uh, State was a you know was one of my more sort of aggressive experimentational records in the sense that uh, let's say Wizard a True Start was an aggressive experiment after the more conventional record that something anything was and i tend to do this with some regularity um and sometimes the end result is uh is accepted by the uh by the audience and at some points it takes a little bit more convincing you know to get them to buy into it so we're um We're looking, as I say, to do something that is, you know, a a coherent whole in a a way, you know, that has dramatic moments and quiet moments and aggressive and dancey moments as well. And uh, so we'll be drawing from all eras, but as you might expect, since most of the music is all being provided by a DJ. Instead of a band, there is going to be a certain point at which you know something just may not sound appropriate unless we give it a a, a bit of a retooling.
4: And I assume you're going to be playing some guitar on this, like you did with State. Is that correct? Or? There'll
1: be some guitar. There'll be some guitar playing. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, but beyond that, I'm going to sort of focus on fronting the whole thing in the way that I wasn't as much able to on the state tour. The state tour, I thought that I'd be able to, you know, kind of run the musical part of it, be able to inject some flexibility in there, and also front, but I discovered that just fronting the whole thing just takes too much concentration away from everything else. So that's what I'm gonna pretty much limit myself to and leave the music, you know, to my DJ.
3: All right, there you have it, folks. That's what the tour is going to be like for the most part. No, uh, Tom, you didn't get him to – I know you asked him about it. He didn't say much about the dancers, but I guess we kind of all know what that's going to be about.
4: It sounds very exciting. And almost he kind of, I think, summed up a lot of people's feelings about the state tour in that, you know, Todd was kind of – he was kind of restricted in his movement and everything. And it was, it was an intense light show and everything. But it sounds like, you know, we're we're going to get a pretty cool variety of stuff and – you know, this this should be a very accessible show. It almost sounds more like a hybrid of New World Or or No World Order and uh Liars with a DJ.
3: Yeah, I, maybe some of the music. I, I think this is gonna be unique though, in the fact that even with the uh, No World Order tour and with State, he had to press buttons a lot. You know, state tour, he's on the iPad or whatever it was the whole time, you know, back and forth. This gives him complete freedom, which would be uh, interesting to see what he does because it doesn't sound like the guitar is going to be in his hands the whole time, of course. So we may get to see a little dancing, like we, you know, like like was in the Nearly Human tour, <laughs> with no, yeah. no guitar but a microphone. Todd does what he wants, you know. So it's it's going to be, I guess it's a, a state he learned from it that he doesn't really want to deal with all the the uh, tracks and whatnot. So he's got somebody's going to do that for him. Uh, if you haven't heard, we announced that earlier. It's Dame Funk we're going to play some of his music later but he was a fan of Todd's and he and he's going to be playing Todd music. Todd did say too if you didn't catch it uh he will be playing some of the songs from every era and that they will not probably be exactly like the classics because all he's got for a band is a DJ. So it looks like he's going to you know kind of reinterpret them a little bit perhaps.
4: Yeah, I mean and this is a setup that's that's become fairly common. There's a band out of Canada that I saw within the last year or so called, uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember, it's like USS, that's the name of the band, it's like, I don't remember what USS stands for, but it's a guy with an acoustic guitar, and he's accompanied by a DJ, and it's Mm -hmm. a lot of fun, it's not like EDM, it's it's just, it's just kind of fun music, so, and, and you know, Todd was using a cart machine, and he's used backup tracks for a long time, so I don't look at this as a huge departure from things that he's done in the past. I think it's just a new spin on things.
3: Uh, We do not have more tour dates. Somebody's asking in the chat room. Um, Those are not out, but there was a hint that there will be some West Coast shows. So you can probably assume that's going to be at the typical places, like the Canyon Club and those kind of things. So uh, let's do – let's take a call right quick. He's probably going to tell us that he was having trouble getting on. 773, you're with us.
5: Oh, that's me. That's (laughs) Gene.
3: Hey Gene, are you uh wanting to speak with us?
5: You know, I just wanna say that this sounds like a really uh exciting exciting tour. I'm very excited about it and uh Tom, I'm so glad that you had this interview yesterday because we've all been waiting with bated breath. So great job. <laughs> oh no thanks, doubt. Gene. That's
4: wonderful. Yeah, that's it was uh I, I you know, you don't hear the whole interview, but this is actually the fourth time I've interviewed Todd and I, I get I get so ridiculously nervous. <laughs> it's just it's, <laughs> It's it's very difficult for me. He is the most difficult artist for me to interview by far because I feel such an affection towards his music, you know.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh but you know, it doesn't show cuz you it really came out well and he was very forthcoming with the information. So it was uh a big help to all of us as we're trying to figure out what we're going to be seeing in a couple months.
3: Oh yeah, we're not finished yet. We still got some more scoop.
5: Groovy. I'm I'm, I'm all ears. Okay. All right, here we
3: go. So, Tom, let's go to the, um, let's look at how Todd, the first question you'd ask him about was making the album. So that's going to help, you know, kind of, I think, tie into the tour. So let's listen to that clip right quick. This is Todd talking about, uh, obviously, uh, making the album. Here we go.
4: You know, when did you find time to to write this album? I mean, from inception to completion, because it seemed like you came right off the road, did the album, and then you're right back on the road.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Um it was uh, let me see now I got home on Thanksgiving day and I had to deliver um first week of January so um yeah I was pretty much that was all I did for that period of time but my methodology doesn't necessarily require me to be kind of slaving and making noise constantly I uh I tend to spend a lot of that time just kind of ruminating on what I'm going to do, eliminating ideas that I think aren't going to pan out. And the actual process of making the music is fairly time efficient, I would say. But it does require a lot of kind of solitude and rumination before I get to the point of making the sounds. All right.
4: I just I just find it amazing that the guy can crank out an album in four weeks. You know, you wonder. <laughs> it, it just it kind of it kind of makes well. I mean, if, if you figure during his most prolific period of the '70s, the amount of music that he was putting out was astronomical. Uh, but to go from inception to delivery in four weeks' time—that's I, 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 amazing. And, and I think it's a great album. I, mean, I know everybody hasn't heard the whole album yet, but. Um, there's some really solid tracks on here it's a it's a fun album i really enjoy it a lot
3: yeah no doubt about it we're going to play a little bit of some of the tracks from the uh, itunes clips and well uh gene hang on too we'll have we'll have you back on after we get through all this stuff we got some plenty of time to talk today on the show about some all kind of things but uh some of the stuff on the album has some surprise guests and i'm really uh completely shocked by some of them, I had no idea. So that's a little fun, we're gonna scoop that right quick. Before we do that, I wanna play a clip. Uh, there was talk about this early on, and Tom has confirmed you know, that Chasm is on the song Skyscraper. Now, <clears throat> one other thing real quick, and Tom's mentioned this in his review, which was the first one to come out. These songs are very different. Skyscraper, you're gonna to hear today, and you're gonna hear some of Sue. These are totally different songs. So it's not all the EDM music and it's not all ballads and it's it's just uh all over the place, which is fun because you get a lot of different things. But let's play skyscraper, see if you can hear chasm in this, and we'll be right back and we'll play the clip about who else is on this C D of Todd's. You I just want to sing the rest of it, but I'm not.
4: <laughs> uh, I love that song. I, I love, 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 love that song. It's uh You don't get to hear the whole thing, but it really reminds me of Twin uh, to the Right Era, Utopia. It's kind of got that sort of for the love of money, funky, disco-y beat. And th- thematically, it's about, you know, these bankers being in their, their skyscraper looking down on the rest of the world, you know, robbing people. And so... You know, it has that political undertone, which is really cool, which we all love about Todd, and it's just a funky, funky song. It's just, it's great.
3: Going to be fun live if he does it, which I'm going to guess that he will. So, let's find out. Here's some really good scoop. You're going to be surprised. There's no way you know all the people that are on this album, Uh, but this Tom asked this great question and got some good information from Mr. Todd. So here you go with some great scoop. This is about folks on the album
4: personnel on the album. I'm pretty sure I hear Chasm's background vocals on Skyscraper. Jill Sobel mentioned in a tweet that she's on Earth Mother. Uh, the saxophone, mm-hmm. Mark Rivera, just out of curiosity? or
1: No, it's Bobby Strickland. The, oh, okay. My go-to guy who's uh, been in my bands ever since he first played on um, Nearly Human back in the late 80s.
4: Yeah, it's a rip roaring solo. I mean, it it jumps out. It it really. I was I was thinking it was Rivera just because you've been on the road with Ringo so much.
1: Yeah, but actually Mark is hasn't been on the road with us lately. Um, he usually comes to our rehearsal days just to help us get organized because he was the musical director, and now that he's gone, we don't have an official music director. But uh, he's been kind of on call to Billy Joel, his original you know kind of employer <laughs> and even though billy joel only tours like a couple times a month mark isn't able to make himself available to us anymore but you yeah, know if i could not have found anyone else certainly mark would have been um someone to go to for that
4: are those the only three people on the album aside from yourself
1: well earth mother has a uh, has a lot of, has a, more than just Joel Sobule on it there's um uh, Rachel Hayden, who toured with me for a while as a bass player and singer. Cal um, uh, Wilkenfeld, who's, who I've done some work with, she used to be bass player for uh, Jeff Beck. Um, and she's working on a solo career now, I've helped her a little bit with that. Um, my wife, <laughs> Michelle, if I didn't credit her, I'd be in trouble. And a friend of mine, Janet Kirker, who's a you know, terrific singer, but she's not in the performing side of the business. She just is a good singer.
3: All right, folks, you heard it first right here. Michelle Rungren, Tal Winkenfield, the bass player for Jeff Beck used to be, almost went on the arena tour. Uh Rachel Hayden, who did go on the arena tour. Jill Solbule, of course. And a surprise one, Janet Kirker, who we've had on this show actually. So everybody except for Tile has been on Rungan Radio if you want to go back and check them out and find out what they're all about. Good stuff, Mr. Tom.
4: Yeah, I, I didn't realize that for all these years i would pronounced Jill Sobel's name wrong <laughs> until this very day. But I'm not – I don't know. I guess I'm not a huge fan. I don't know. I think it's
3: Sobuel, but it might be so- I don't know. I haven't ever heard her say it. How did yeah, Todd say it?
4: or something. I always said
3: Sobuel. okay. All right. That's how something I say it. Like very nice. Very good. Well, yeah, that's uh, exciting stuff. It's got a lot of people on there. We're going to play a clip from that song so you can try to see if you can hear all those people on there. Uh, I'll tell you this, Tom, that song's kind of odd, and it took me a minute, you know, a few listens. I thought at first, what in the hell? And then I got hooked on it. So, again, folks, if you don't know, 90-second clips are available on iTunes. You can listen to to all the songs for at least a minute and a half. Uh, That one is really a fun song that gets in your head, and you want to sing it all the time.
4: Yeah, it's it's a um, it, it's got some. If I remember correctly, it's got some interesting stops in it too. I don't know if you get that in the 90 second clip, but uh, and thematically, just a, just a great song about women's rights, and I think it's really cool that he brought in these these female musicians to help him out with it because it's uh you know very much very much kind of a a pro women hear me roar type song, and and it's it's infectious, it's fun. And yeah, I think the first time you hear it, it's a little bit like, huh? But then yeah, you're <laughs> like, oh,
3: yeah, this is a good song. Oh, yeah, it's got a uh, little name tossing going on it, which happens on a couple of songs. But let's take a look, everybody, uh, take a listen, everybody. This is some uh, of Earth Mother.
1: Malala went to school one day. It was against the rule, they say. She went and studied anyway. Now Malala's got the Nobel Prize today. I my lady, shake, shake, for my girl I up shake, shake, for my
0: lady Hurry shake, my girl Can I get a child from my sister,
3: All right, that's definitely Jill saying progesterone because that's what she tweeted that she was asked by Todd to send a clip singing that one word. Yep, and she so, did a phenomenal job. Yes, and uh, so did the other ladies that are on there. Good stuff. Can't wait to hear the whole thing. That'll be a lot of fun. But speaking of, of course, the the gals are going crazy in the chat room. There's a lot of ladies in the Todd fandom, so oh, <laughs> let's yeah, yeah. Good yeah, segue I'm for. Love your song, man.
0: It's
1: great.
3: Yeah, it's a good segue for this one clip you have, which is uh, really not much to do, well, a little bit to do with the album, no scoop, but Tom did talk to Todd about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, things like that, and we just got a clip from it where he's talking about his audience, I think that everybody will get a kick out of this, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame things, you know, beating a dead horse for Todd fans on that one, so uh, this is the stuff where he's talking about you, here we go.
4: Cutting edge, and we have a lot of fun, and you and you challenge your audience. So, you know, you definitely have. Well, a very that's what
1: I mean. Fun. But I think my audience is, you know, is far too special for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I consider my audience as way too sophisticated to fall for any of that. You know, having stuck with me for so long, it you know eventually becomes a badge of honor. The fact that you know you're not. In there, on um, you know, on what essentially is becoming a ever larger pile of people, you know, <laughs> I've had my uh, you know, I've had a, uh, a a display dedicated to me in Utopia that were, that was in the Hall of Fame for like a couple of years there, you know, in the museum part of it. So you still get recognized as being in the music business. Just that formality of, you know, that one particular thing, I don't know that it's that important. Uh, even though I realized that the fans would feel gratified that they hadn't, that it hadn't been a lost cause all <laughs> these years. But, you know, I still will try and remind them that that doesn't matter, you know, that what other people think doesn't matter. You know, that people who have never gotten it before, it doesn't matter if they suddenly have say, oh, oh, I get it now, because they didn't bother to go through the hard work of having to listen to my records.
3: <laughs> Great stuff, Mr. Tom.
4: Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting take. Um, you know, I, I it's the second time I've talked about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and <laughs> I think the part that you didn't put in there was, um, you know, it. it he was answering a question along the lines of, Well, maybe it wouldn't mean anything to you, but what about your fans? Do you think it would mean something to them? And that it was kinda of cool how he said, that. you know, my fans are yeah. good for that. I thought that was uh that was really you know, he, he of in recent years more so than I recall, is just just so incredibly gracious to the fans, just really has it's just become this kind of love affair. You know, and, and it's it's a lot of fun. You know, you really feel like a reciprocation from your artist, whereas I think, you know, some artists feel that if they have a cult following that they're sort of above that cult following. And, and Todd has not given that vibe. He he really he gets it, you know, like he gets us as fans, which I think is really special, you know.
3: Yeah, I agree. I, I'm glad that uh, you got some more information on him, so maybe we can – you know, leave that topic alone. We always got every now and then somebody'll come on the Facebook and want to be the hero and start a you know, some kind of protest or um what do you call, it? petition about Todd being the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's not that important. Move on. We we talked about that until <laughs> we're blue in the face. All right, now you have it straight from Todd again. He's talked about it on the show. Remember he called it uh he said your dream is my worst nightmare <laughs> about getting in the Hall of Fame. All right, so let's talk about a ballad song. This is really uh, fascinating stuff and a quote you might recognize from many, many decades ago. uh, Todd said this, or somebody said this about Todd, about writing ballads. So there's a ballad on this album called Soothe, which is absolutely wonderful. And if you like Todd, ballad Todd, this is your song right here. It's, uh, It's a standout as far as being different on some of the other songs, and it's uh, maybe arguably one of the only ballads. I mean, "Terra Firma" you might could argue is, but let's play a little bit of this song. I want you to hear it if you haven't. Uh, this is, Tom. Well, let's actually let's, um, yeah, let's play some of it first, and then we'll play the clip that Tom has about the about the song. All right, here we go.
0: When your lover.
3: I hate to stop that one it's so good that's um it's gonna be interesting when you get to hear what he says about the song as well but Tom, i think uh that's a standout one on the album for you as well yeah
4: i i you know i'm I, I mean we all i guess go through trials and tribulations in their in our lives and you know i've been through kind of a rough patch of late this particular song uh really spoke to me and and uh i i when i i mean i won't Give away what I asked, why I framed it. But when I when I heard it, it, there was a component of it that I really related to, sort of the the tender side of of Todd's songwriting ability. And it, it's you you miss with the clip, you miss the intro. The intro has like this, almost like this church organ that just that just pulls you in. Uh, this song reminds me a lot of "Past," which is another one of my absolute favorite yeah. Todd ballads. Um, but it, you know, in in kind of its and kind of it's not thematically because you know past is more about you know the past and this one is more about the present but uh but, but both just songs that really touch on the, the basically the human condition and, and something that anybody can relate to that's had any kind of struggle and i don't know just i this song gives me chills period i i've i've listened to it uh over and over again and it's just you know when i wrote up this album review a lot of people went in the Chat rooms. And say, oh yeah, this can't be that great an album. You know, this guy's a fan, and you know he's a fanboy, and yeah, I'm a fanboy. But I don't care who you are. If you listen to this song and you don't like it, check your pulse, and, or or just stop listening to music altogether because this thing it's
3: just, Yeah, exactly. It's worth this it. is uh worth worth it for the whole CD. But that's one thing we haven't mentioned either, and y- you've got to hear all of it from what everybody said and from what I can tell with with my. Uh, Basic ears. Todd's voice is really good on this one. It's yeah, money.
4: I mean, oh, it, you know, it, it's and it's not just his voice. I think his voice is stronger because he's been touring with Ringo and he's singing just enough. You know, he's singing a few songs, and then he's going out and challenging himself on some of these solo tours. You know, with the unpredictable evenings and everything. But the mix is just wow. I think I think State suffered a little bit. Now we can look at it in, in retrospect that Todd's. It was a very dark album, and I think Todd purposely buried his voice and maybe did not want that to be as much of a focal point, whereas this, his voice just really jumps out in the mix. And I think people, too, when they when they look at Global and they hear these, these little beeps and cracks and everything, they go, oh, you know, it's state, revisit it. But just because you're using the same sound doesn't mean it's the same album. It's not. I mean, it, yeah, there's a lot of similarities in, in some of the, the the sound of the the computer generated music but what he does with it this time and then the way he accentuates it with his vocals it's just, it's it's a totally different album it's great it's a lot of fun and he even said that when I had so okay great so let's
3: listen here's Tom talking to Todd about soothe be sure to pay attention to this interesting stuff
4: and, and it's thematically it sounds like you're touching on a lot of political issues you know skyscraper is the uh, you know the, the the bankers i guess for lack of a better term kind of goes back to that swing to the right theme but the one song I'd, I'd like to talk about is soothe which as a parent that 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 connected with me on kind of a parental level was that the intent of the song
1: Well I don't know that it was you know necessarily a parent to a child or a, a friend to another friend or you know it can be any kind of relationship where somebody you know, will help shoulder your burden for you. And um, in that sense, you know, I wanted to do a song that, you know, had a certain amount of um, of underlying strength. I think I got the idea about writing a ballad when I discovered how popular that Sam Smith song got. And I thought, geez, people still want to hear those kinds of songs and I can write a song like that blindfolded so i actually wrote the song last of all um just to fill sort of an emotional hole in the whole you know panorama of things and it was meant to be more supportive than needy in other words maybe it was the answer to the Sam Smith song you know which is a testament of neediness and I wanted to take the other uh you know the the opposite um kind of role in, in that sort of thing and be the person who sort of provides some understanding and stability and 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 just some support, I guess.
3: Great stuff, but hard to believe that Todd doesn't know that fans like the ballads. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, Uh, I remember a
3: quote about somebody said or maybe Todd said, you know, Todd could write a hit, you know, with his hands tied behind his back or something like that. That 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 uh, cliché has been going around for years and years. And so uh, it was interesting to hear him say that he could do that blindfolded. Um, Take the blindfolds off and do about a whole album of those and I'll be good. (laughs)
4: Well, you you know, all all Todd has to do is get a Tom Petty album and slow down the songs, and he's, he's got an album full of ballads.
3: <laughs> yeah, but then he doesn't make any money off it because he gets sued. <laughs> all right, that is great, great stuff. And you know what, It's to tell me if I'm wrong, uh, Tom, but based on what what I've uh, tried to figure out from Terra Firma, which is another one of my favorites on this album, everything that you talked about and Todd just talked about sued is, is you could almost argue the same thing about Terra Firma.
4: I, I I sensed, and I I didn't get to ask him about it, but I sensed the terra firma. I couldn't figure if it was his wife or his house, you know. But it was kind of funny. Yeah. He, <laughs> or
3: his son, it, it like, or his dogs. I mean, it's something. Yeah, on yeah. land. I yeah. I got to think it's Mich- yeah. is Michelle, but I don't know if we'll ever get that out of him. But that's if you really listen closely to the lyrics, it's got to be something like that because some of it sounds like a uh, human, not uh, an object like a piece of property or a house. So,
0: yeah, uh, but let's yeah. listen to some of
3: it. Think? This is a really good song, and this is, of course, they're, you know, they're all great. I just think this one is, um, you know, going to be popular with fans. It's just nice. So here's some, and listen to the lyrics here, and see if you can figure out what you think he's talking about. Uh, terra firma means, you know, land. So here we go. The that
0: me Whenever I feel afraid I put my face
3: sounds good i had to cut it off as well good stuff
4: yeah and you know it's interesting because with the amount of time that he spent touring between unpredictable ringo and all this stuff over the last few years it really you really get the sense of you. i mean if you hear the whole song it really feels like it on some level it does take a toll on him you know like he does want to be home uh that's kind of what i took away from this song and you know that that Looking in the moon and seeing that shining face, I felt like you know that was the the love that he had for being at home with Michelle or or whatever. So maybe there's kind of a dual meaning there. But that was one that it, that when I heard it lyrically again, it wasn't real political. It was just very, it was just a very heartfelt song about you know a guy that's on the road a lot.
3: Absolutely, and as we know, Todd wants you to have your own interpretations of his song instead of telling you about him in most cases. So let's play one more music clip. This song is available in its entirety. You can download it on iTunes. Global Nation It's the single, quote-unquote. And since we just played Soothe and Terra Firma, you're going to get to hear a song that's completely different from those two to get the idea of how this album is all over the place. And I mean that in a good way. So here we go. This is Global Nation. When we come back, we're going to let Tom ask Todd about the rumors of the Utopia reunion. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. Global Nation, you can hear all of it on iTunes if you want to go download it. No problem. All right, Tom, I'm going to let you tee it up about the Utopia Union if you got anything you want to add to it before we hit the clip.
4: Like, well, um, actually, I interviewed Willie Wilcox, uh, I wanted to say within two weeks ago, uh, pitched it to Perry Morelli to see if he wanted it for the Todd fan magazine. So that should be appearing at some point. It was a 40-minute interview, and just a real thrill for me. I, again, it was – it was a tough one for me because Utopia, I I came to Todd by way of the four-piece Utopia. This is the band that, that I fell in love with, that I still revere, that's my personal Beatles. Um, and I know that not everyone in the Todd fan community feels that way, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I mean, yesterday I was blaring the the 1982 Thanksgiving show and listening to that band and going, man, these guys are, are hot. So I asked Willie about it, and, you know, Willie was, seemed... He seemed like yeah, you know this is a possibility, and I really wanted the opportunity to ask Todd. I didn't know if I'd get time because you've heard the whole interview, but but Todd's manager came out. and was like, ah, oh, three minutes. Like, all right, three minutes. I gotta ask it because um, it's funny when I've asked Casm about this before. He's over the years, it's there's been a bit of a thaw, but at one point it was like, nope, not gonna happen. Nope, never. Nope, not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Whereas we know in recently in the press. Captain's kind of hinted like, Yeah, you know, this may not be a bad idea. We have an anniversary coming up and everything. And I think Todd has even in in some times he just kind of is like, ah, you know, I don't want to go backwards, you know, I want to go forwards. Um I was surprised by the answer and I, I hopefully to me as a as like I look at this as a guy who long lost love and now has a chance that they may get back together. Because <laughs> to me, the full four piece Utopia coming back together would be an absolute dream come true. That that three-piece uh, show in Akron was, was beautiful, and I, I literally cried. I mean, I had tears coming out of my eyes hearing those songs played by three of them. And to have the mm-hmm. chance to see the four of them, I, I don't even know. I don't even know where I would begin. I mean, I you may have <laughs> to bring a, a defibrillator to me because I love these guys. I love the music that they put out. And uh, so, so that being said, so if this is Gushy Fanboy, yeah, that's me. I'm, I'm Gushy Fanboy. I, I mean, I, I I have a hard time talking about this as you can hear, uh, and and this isn't hyperbole. I mean, I love this band. I listen to them practically every day of my life. Uh, I very rarely go for a run without a Utopia song in my in my playlist. And so so there we go. So if that wasn't too much. <laughs> I mean, that was, a, that was a big d
3: right, right there. You hit the driver, I guess. Well, you know, what you'll find out when you hear this clip, this is the same thing Todd says about album shows in a way. And I've got some more information because I did talk to Todd about this uh, after the Park West show recently um, for the last tour, the Unpredictable Tour. So I'll add some to the mix. But let's hear from the man himself. This is Mr. Rungren talking about a possible utopia, four-piece utopia reunion.
4: Naturally, within the Todd fan community, there's talk of that four-piece Utopia getting together, and that chatter seems to be getting a little bit louder. Um, oh yeah, seems like there's um, demands. What do you think? I mean, is it a possibility? Is it something you don't want to talk about now, or or what? Well, put
1: it put it this way: nothing is impossible. You know, we've all, you know, I've only discussed it uh, recently with with Chasm. and you know, every time we've tried to do it, there's been some obstruction that has prevented it. And uh, while from what I hear everyone seems to be in a place where it could be possible before we ever undertake it you know we all, all have to remind ourselves that just simply putting the band back together isn't enough. I under no circumstances want to go out on the road and do some sorry kind of simulacrum of what the band used to be. The band has to be as good. With, if we reform and go out, we have to be as good as the last day we played together. And that requires a lot of rehearsal, um, enough rehearsal that the tour can't simply be like two or three weeks. You know, It's got to be two or three months at least, and, you know, getting all of those circumstances to line up has always been the challenge. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see whether the forties is the charm or not. But, like I say, it's, it's easy to – it's an easy thing to think about, you know, given that all four guys are still alive and kicking in a sense. But, you know, getting back to the – you know, Reclaiming your former glory sometimes is not like just getting back on a bicycle. It requires a lot of you know a lot of work
4: yep well it it would be great for all of us, I gotta say,
1: <laughs> yeah, you speak for
3: all of us on that one, Mr. Jennings. so I don't know if I didn't catch this the first time. he said the fortieth did you say that in your question?
4: Um, I, no, I think I just kind of alluded to it because it's, you know, when I said there's a lot of chatter, you know, so the, the and that really, a lot of the chatter has been kind of around that the anniversary is coming up, you know, and, uh, but I, I don't know that I've ever heard him sound quite so optimistic about it, but then again, I don't know if it's maybe me, like, you know, that scene at the end of Dumb and Dumber where he goes to the girl and finds out he's married and she tells him all this and he goes, so you think we still have a chance? You know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I I just, I would love to see it happen. Um, But what I really dig about it is the fact that he says, you know what, if we do do it, it, it's got to be, it's got to be great. And because Mm -hmm. I don't, I think there's nothing worse than seeing the band that you love, that you grew up with, that you revered coming out, like he said, as some kind of sorry, pathetic, you know, shadow of their former self. And and that's why a lot I think a lot of these classic rock bands you know the foreigners sixes and all that they they retool and they bring in you know these these hot players and everything because they still want to present a quality product even if it's not that band that you grew up with uh, but it, but in this case and with certain bands you know certain lineups are, are are you want to make sure that you put your best foot forward and I don't know I, I, when he did the Todd Rundgren Utopia tour. I think that that was really a case where those guys were playing really well. I mean, they, they played great. It was it was a great thing. But this four piece, you know, I I, I if they come out, I want to I want to see them cooking. I do. I want to see them having fun. I want to have fun with them. If it's something like you said, they're going out just for the money and they're not getting along, then I don't know. I'd rather have the memory of the great band that have to say, oh yeah, I got to see them one last time, and it was okay, you know.
3: <laughs> yeah, I like that as well, but it, the problem unfortunately with with that situation is the same thing with the albums. Can you get 2 months plus out of said show? And when you look at Utopia and you look at Roger's issues with his hands and his work, it's going to be tough. But he must be, you know, in good enough shape for them to be talking about this tour possibility. Uh or they wouldn't be talking about it, I guess. So <clears throat> that's, you know, Todd had told me at the Park West that they, you know, really actually got close to doing it already, and the issue was work. Not just Roger. You know, Willie has uh, that job in Vegas as well. So scheduling has been the issue, despite, you know, what fans think it's Roger's hands or some kind of feud with Willie or whatever, the the bottom line so far has been schedule issues and, Chasm has said in an interview that 2016, those issues apparently are not going to be as big a problem, so that's your best shot. It's definitely not going to happen this year, but hopefully next year. That would be, man, I'd love to see that show. That would be great. And, you know, of course, Runyon Radio has made offers numerous times to get a utopia reunion, and uh, we did have some discussion, but then it just, you know, it didn't work out, so, and we didn't offer a two-month tour, but... I can imagine other venues and promoters would be interested in that show for a couple of months. And just like the Todd Remmons Utopia was able to go for a while. So, same thing with the albums. You say, you know, Todd will say, well, I want to rehearse. It takes a while, it takes a lot of work just to do a couple of shows. So, in order for us to do another one of those type of things, it's going to have to be, you know, multiple people interested in it. So, good information. And,
4: and, and, you know, the the reality is that. You know, maybe you're saying you want two months' worth of shows, but if you could get two months' worth of shows' money in two to three weeks, it still is going to make financial sense to do it for everybody. And, uh, you know, because it is a supply and demand thing. There's going to be certain markets where you're going to do better. I think the Todd when you told them, that you you sent out to enough markets where there was some excitement and you were selling out houses and it it was a cool show, and you could certainly do this. And as far as rehearsal, I mean, you remember the story about the Akron show? I mean, the three of those dudes, I, I heard Todd was just practicing licks. And, you know, he hopped up on stage and started going. I know that they want to be a tight unit, but man, there's got to be a level of them clicking together that, that, that still has to be there that may not require, you know, going from nothing to something. You know, I mean, Chasm's been right. playing for years, and, you know, Willie, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I just I hope it happens. I hope it happens for the right reasons. I, I I mean that that's all I can say. I I, I said it's like ah, I just can't even I can't even wrap my brain around it. I'm just, just was so happy the way he answered the
3: question. Simmer down, simmer down. Well, I don't think yeah. that Todd. I mean, I don't want to read his mind, but uh, I don't I don't think what he means is it's about the money. If we do three shows and make as much money as we make in two months, I think he wants to present the music. If they're going to spend the time to rehearse it, that's my perception of how he thinks about it if i'm going to go through all that rehearsal and that work and we're that tight i want to show the world i want to go to a lot of places and show the world not just do a couple of shows just to make a couple of bucks Uh, i think it's different for him that's typical um you know musicians are different from the on the business side sometimes the way they think and uh i would think the fans would appreciate that too so that he could hit the west coast east coast midwest south you know so we could all see it without having to fly around for a couple of shows like they did for redo
4: it's a legacy thing too, so I mean, you want to make sure that you leave your legacy intact. And you know, you know it's like uh, you know, pro football players. I always think of Joe Namath when you know he rolled out with the, the Los Angeles Rams that may predate you, but he was just he was a pathetic shell of his former self. And a lot of people remember Joe Namath that way, as opposed to you know the guy that won the Super Bowl, or you know later on the guy that was drunk on the sideline hitting out the female you know, reporter. But you know, either way, you want to make sure that at the end of the day whatever you've done you're proud of i don't know it's cool it's all very cool
3: gotcha all right so we got a couple of calls gene being one of them of course we have somebody else Uh, before we do that that's all the interview clips that we have all the scoop that we have for what's going on with the tour and the album appreciate tom of course giving us that information i know you got a meeting coming up here in a few minutes so um if you got anything else you want to say then i'll play this uh uh, dame funk song it's about four and a half minutes everybody can listen or take a break and we'll come back and take callers and talk about whatever so if you want to or we are about the show up either way but uh anything else you want to say before you head out
4: well i gotta send a little love out to mel because you know i had a column that appeared in a newspaper out here in western new york that i mentioned you and forgot to mention mel and it got sent off into cyberspace and i couldn't change that and uh i think you know you know very well mel and i have hosted together and I, I love love her and she's wonderful and I'm I'm no Mel. You know, I'm I feel honored to even be here today somewhat in her spot. So uh much love, much it. much respect <laughs> for Mel and, and I and I hope she understands and appreciates that. One of my favorite pictures is with Mel's hair on top of my head uh in Ohio. It was one of the few times I've actually had some hair on, on my head. But beyond that, uh <laughs> no I I hope you guys have a, a just a wonderful time in little rock and and i'll certainly be there in spirit and listening to all the stuff that's going on doug and and you've put together an incredible package and man i mean it's you know it, it's going to be a great time so
3: good stuff well man we'll miss you over there we appreciate you giving us this uh audio and the scoop and hope you i know you're going to write an article for which paper is this going to be in about the buffalo show the,
4: uh, niagara niagara gazette
3: all right. We didn't yeah. play all of the audio, so there may be some other nuggets that Tom throws in there for that show when he publishes that article. And you also have your review is on Backstage Access. Is that right?
4: Yeah, backstage Access with 2 X's, uh, com for the global album. I'm, and I'm kind of surprised that there haven't been more out there yet. But, you know, I guess people are taking time to get to it. I, I rushed it out as quickly as possible. I had the, the stream, and, I mean, I did it within within – Within two hours of hearing it for the first time, I'd written the entire review. I was so excited. I couldn't wait to get the thing out.
3: Awesome. Well, we appreciate it because everybody was interested to hear, you know, some takes on what it was about. Now we've got to hear some of the music and go back and look at your review and see 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 that you were you know what you were talking about, of course. So, uh, anyway, have a good meeting, and we're going to play some Dame Funk. Tom, again, we appreciate it. The scoop has been excellent. All
4: right. Well, thanks, Doug, and thanks for the – you know, having me on today so quickly and everything, and, and it's great to be able to share this stuff instead of just being another, another big on my audio recorder. <laughs>
3: All right, here we go. This song, oddly enough, is called "I Don't Want." I don't want to be a star. This is by Dame Funk. Kind of interesting when you think about Mr. Rungren's take on that type of thing. All right, so this is four and a half minutes. Uh, listen to it enjoy it or take a break do whatever you need to do we'll be right back and we'll talk to our callers or caller we lost one of them so i guess it'll be me and gene perhaps if you'd like to call in and say anything 646-716-9262 here we go To this in the archive, my apologies. I don't know what happened. Blog talks having problems, and we were unable to uh, get you here unless you had the direct link, which luckily I did in the ticks.com email I sent to people who bought tickets to Rock and Little Rock that uh, agreed to be on the email list. And then the email list, I did not do that. So, uh, lesson learned, not sure what's going on. It should have worked as normal, but luckily, some of you are in here live. And the rest of you, appreciate you listening to the archive. All right, so we're going to take calls. I'm going to get to Gene after we take a couple of calls. We do have some. We'll talk about the symposium here in a little while. we got a call from area code 301. What's up?
0: Hey, that would be me. Hey, Doug, it's Lori Stewarty.
3: What's up, my Yankee
0: friend? Hi, honey. Well, I didn't get my taxes done until yesterday, and now I just have to go. Are there really no tickets?
3: That is correct. It is sold out.
0: Oh, shit. I'm going to have to jump the fence, huh? Wow.
3: You have not bought a ticket to Little Rock?
0: Oh, my God. Kill me.
3: Did you get a room? Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got a room. And I think I got a an room waiting to hit the button. I know. My
3: word. Yo, people, You have to keep up on the I... Facebook page. I've been saying it over and over again. It was about to sell out. A minute. I
0: I I I I you know, how about if I just send you $1,000 and every time something comes up you just like put me
3: on the list? <laughs> I do need to start a, a club with a retainer thing going for any events we do. Yeah, you are not doing really. as much. I mean, we would definitely do something like that. Um, well,
0: absolutely. Uh, we have had cancellations uh, uh,
3: here and there. So, uh, we'll we'll um email me on Facebook. <laughs> we'll see if we can find a way to make it happen. And uh Linda
0: says I can sit on her lap.
3: There you go. <laughs> Well, here's the issue, so just everybody that. knows, we've got
0: yeah.
3: um, a fire marshal that has a certain rule, and we have okay. to keep some some uh, some numbers available for possible uh, sponsor for the symposium and possible Todd comps that he asks for in his contract, which I don't think he's going to need them for Little Rock, most likely. So we'll probably have some open up day show, but. Uh, I will look. I'll put you on the list. I got a couple people on there, and I'm sure we'll be able to find something to make it happen. But it really is sold out. <sighs> well,
0: congratulations on that. You can put me to work too.
3: Thank you very much. All right. Well, you yeah, got to come to the that party is in this no problem. Right. Absolutely, we're going to have fun. It's going to okay. be. I think it's going to be a great show. A good little. It's going to be tight in this place, but it's going to be the good old fashioned venue stand up like it's supposed to be for this show. Uh, it's going to be fun.
0: Absolutely. No, I'm and, sorry. I've just been brain dead, so I don't know what I was thinking.
3: <laughs> I don't either, Lori. Like, bad girl, bad girl. You, so the symposium's not I sold heard. out, Gene We'll just mention that in the chat room, of course. Symposium the room is huge. Uh, we're going to be fine there, so definitely you want to come to that um, if you're going to be in town. And we'll hopefully find a way okay, to get people I in the posted... concert.
0: Okay. You do what? I, I'll, I'll post to you. Or call you. And, okay,
3: great. And All right, right, we'll do. appreciate the call. Because, you know, you there's know. always somebody cancels. As a matter of fact, let me tell you a great story, and we'll take our next couple callers. So uh, we like to set expectations properly for these shows. You know, obviously we've done that today on this show by telling you what the tour is going to be like straight from Todd, uh, thanks to Tom. And we sent out an email and said, hey, you know, this is what the show is going to be like based on the description. It's not a hit show. We put that on there where you buy tickets, so people still bought tickets. So I still decided to email all ticket buyers and say, "Hey, here's the deal. If your expectations are you're going to see a hit show or Todd sitting at a piano uh, or with a full band, that's not happening." And I did get an email. I offered a full refund, and I did get to get four tickets back. So those tickets came back, and we're going to get. Uh, we got. I was able to sell those to somebody who knew what was going on and wanted to see it. So it worked out good. All right. Good story. I like that story. Lori, we'll try to do our best. Um, and really, seriously, folks, you better get on the waiting list. You better email me, um, you know, because it's the law is the law. I'm not above the law. So we got to follow our rules on the capacity of this place. So still room for the party on Friday, still room at the symposium, of course, and hopefully we'll find a way to get you into the concert. And there's also going to be another announcement, I believe, soon about something else Todd will be doing there that weekend. And as soon as we know something, we'll let you know something. All right, so Michelle, uh, EJ's asking if Michelle's going to be in, on the tour. No, but she will be in Little Rock. Oh, you did not know that already. Only Little Rock. Okay. So if she was on the tour, she would have to be in Kansas City on Friday, but instead, she's going to be with us playing DJ right before we play Little Rocktopia. All right, 414, you're with us.
6: Well, good morning. Afternoon. Morning. Doug, this is Karen Olson Ann. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Um, I'm really going to miss you and everyone else at Little Rock. I surely wish I could go. But with that said, and I know it's a little premature, but do you have anything in the works for Labor Day?
3: <laughs> K-O-A. Well, K-O-A, yeah. you know, no Boston, no Little Rock. I mean, I can put something together, but I don't know if you'll come or not, you know. Would you be there if I did?
6: Yes, I would, with bells on. All right.
3: I was looking at a photo of you the other day that uh when we did the uh Cleveland gigs at the aura. That's a hilarious photo of the ladies with the photo bomb by JD Martin. All right, so oh, yeah. like I said, and we will hold true to this, we're doing something Labor Day weekend, we just don't know what, and we don't know if Todd will be involved or not. We're, we're, it's I'll tell you why, a couple reasons, you know. Um one is, you know, what do we do if we do something with Todd? Because uh, we wouldn't want to just do this show. Not that there's anything wrong with it. We'd like to do something unique if we're going to do something in, say, Akron, Ohio, 2,500 capacity venue. So trying to present an album show based on what you learned today, that Todd wants to go out for a couple of months if he does anything, you know, like that, uh, is difficult to present. And then thought about, you know, another orchestra show. But well, I just, I'm just not feeling the love for those from the fans that they, they, they want to continue to see this. I don't know why I just get that vibe. I love it. Personally, we do them every year, and we go see any one they do, and if they do another one at the Metropole, I'm going. But, you know. So anyway, we're going to do something, Todd or no Todd. We will have a special event on Labor Day weekend. Where it will be depends on whether or not we get Todd. If we get Todd, we're going to shoot for Akron, of course. If we don't, we'll just find us a fun place.
6: Well, it would be – with Todd would be perfect, but even without Todd, just to get the – The fan family together would be awesome.
3: Yes, we had a really good turnout considering it was the week after camp for the Boston deal, and we had an absolute blast. So, you know, hopefully we'll we'll have Todd. I know everybody wants that. I get that, but at at the same time, I know everybody likes to get together as fans. Since we did well with that in Boston, it was success as far as turnout. we'll, We'll definitely do it again. Because it's fun to try to just keep the Labor Day tradition going. I mean, I, you know, what got me into is the year we didn't do anything, it was just so boring. And uh, I thought, well, I'd rather be hanging out with the peeps than doing nothing. So there you go. We, well, there's, <laughs> no,
6: there's no camp this year either. So
3: I know that's another good thing for us, you know, because you won't spend all your money and you can't go see Todd, you know, uh, other places because of the camps. You know, you got, you know, imagine if a Utopia reunion was announced, you know. Right after you drop thousands on camp, be kind of hurting you. Yep. <laughs> don't have Absolutely. to worry about that this year. So, all right. Well, I'm sure Todd will probably well, be in the camp back, I'm guessing, maybe next year. But uh, keep in mind, that's Utopia reunion year, hopefully, too. So maybe not. Yeah,
6: you, know, you never know. Well, thank you, sweetheart. It's nice all to right, have KOA,
3: you. All right, KO. I appreciate it. All good to hear from you. Same here. All right. Bye-bye. All right. So, Labor Day weekend, keep it open. We're doing something. I just don't know what. Something love for it to be your Chopper Union, which we tried last year. Actually, it's not going to happen this year. We all know that already. All right, I think uh, Dadgummit. Did I just do? Let me see. Five oh eight. Was that? That's not you again, Karen, is it? Five oh eight.
2: Hey, Karen? It's
3: Grady. Grady. All right, hey. I'm getting all confused over here. It's too early in the morning. I don't have enough coffee yet. What's happening, Grady Motes?
2: Uh, I just wanted to thank you for scheduling this on Saturday at lunchtime because uh, we've had like uh, five feet of snow here. I had to buy a a $1,000 snowblower, and uh, I know what hand pain feels like a little bit, probably not near what Roger goes through, but just running a snowblower for like 10 hours, uh, your hands just kill you. So you gave me a break from snowblowing the driveway before the next storm comes in starting at four (laughs) o'clock
3: he did that break (laughs) no doubt about Um, it
2: i bought hotel rooms for little rock and then uh we started having storms up here and i wasn't paying any any attention to much of anything so um i don't have tickets to anything i just thought i'd let you know i i'm gonna be there but i will just be living in my hotel room
3: great you're (laughs) killing me brother well, in me. All right, I'm going to throw you on the list right below Lori. Yeah, I, well, I, I'm I'm for this. I told people, don't worry about it. It's not going to sell out. I said that early on. I had no clue that this would sell out. And the success of it uh, has to do with a couple of things. One, we underrated Little Rock fans. We had over 200. We expected you know 150 at the most. And we underrated just a little bit travelers we were hoping for 200 to 250 and we beat that so we we've, we've uh the travelers really stepped up on this one and obviously we we're missing some that haven't bought their tickets yet lori and grady and the little rock folks i mean we've just gotten started there there's probably more that would like to go to the show but they're just going to be out of luck i mean it's two months for the show you know normally you get most of your business on a general mission show day of we're not going to get much of that action so yeah anyway I wish there was a bigger venue. Somebody said that. Uh, yeah, no kidding. That would be great, but there's really not one downtown. And, of course, we're already deep in this, and we like selling out. I think it's great. So we, um, you know, if there was a, another option, I'll I tell you what would be really cool, but we can't do it because I don't know how in the world we would sell tickets and we got expenses, but there's an outdoor venue behind this venue we're going to be at. You'll see it. it would be fantastic for this show Boy, on the water. Know. Uh, you know, we can't do it, it's a little risky. But anyway, um that would be badass. I'd love to see the show outside. Maybe we can find a place to do it outside. Maybe I'll get in on the West Coast action. There's an amphitheater in LA near LA called the Ford Amphitheater. I've always wanted to ooh. do a gig at. Maybe we could put it there. <laughs> oh boy. Well, all kind <laughs> Yeah, of there we go. All right, so um what else is going on with you, man?
2: Nothing much. Just trying to keep my pedal to the metal, you know. A lot of work. Yeah. So and Todd's keeping me going. You know, it was great to hear these little snippets from the uh, global album today. I'm really looking forward to, uh, to to getting my hot little copy. So I'll be I'll be going up on uh, uh, you know the uh, the Todd Rundgren store and buying a whole bunch of pre-orders. That's for sure.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, of course, if you don't know, I think you have because you said something about the mix. The 90 second clips, folks, are available at iTunes. Go check it out. If you can't find it for some reason, I found it on iTunes USA. If you can't, it's definitely on the iTunes in the U.K., I believe it was. There was the original one when we found it. So check those out if you haven't done that already. Uh, so what is it about the mix, from what you've heard, that you think is so good? Tell me, talk me deep- uh, What's the name
2: of the second cut on the album?
3: Flesh and Blood, I believe.
2: Flesh and Blood. Um, Flesh and Blood um, is it is at full loudness all the way through, and yet it never hits clipping until uh, later in the song. And he does this thing where, even though he can't make it any louder because it's only a 16-bit environment, so he's got to master it all the way up to as loud as it'll go, still, as it plays, it gets a little bit louder as the thing goes on, so it always has a place to go. And in previous albums uh when other people have done the mastering uh i've just felt like they they slaughtered it um um in uh just you know trying to uh worship it the god of the absolute loudest thing you can get on a cd instead of listening to it musically and uh, and uh making it work as a musical presentation so yeah, wow. i was just right. yeah you know, i think it's going nice. to be great so, all right. Well, keep in touch, and uh, you all uh, have a great show. This was a wonderful show, and thanks for having it on Saturday.
3: Sure, great. Glad you got a little break from the snow uh, blowing over there in Boston area. You know, it is kind of weird we did the show at, at the last minute. We wanted to scoop it, though, and this is just really good information. I know everybody's been eager to get as much as they can and soak it in. So, I do want to mention, Toko mentioned it. Uh, uh, I think that's Toko from Japan that – there is a mix you can buy. Amazon has three songs. You can buy Global Nation, the full song, which is the single, quote-unquote. And then there's two remixes from Kaleidoscope. One is by a band called Fuck Buttons. That's a true story. That's a real band. And then the other one's by Fernando Perdomo, and he has uh, Eddie I'm playing drums on that as well. So these were part of the remix contest that they did for Kaleidoscope, and they are part of the, quote-unquote, single of Global Nation, uh, or from Global. You can buy all three if you want on Amazon.com. Those won't be on the actual album, those two uh, remixes, but they are on the single. It's very cool. And uh, Toko is not from Japan. Toko is Kevin Wall. He's from Boston. So there you go. Shows you what I know. Speaking of Japan, though, since I did bring it up, we do have Japanese representation coming to Little Rock, as well as six other states and one of those happens to be, I mean, six other countries. One of those happens to be the United States. And we have, I believe now we're up to 37 states in the United States represented. How crazy is that? That is a serious global. Matter of fact, we start, you know, we always say international feel when this kind of thing happens. Now we might have to start saying global. So there you go. All right, we have taken our callers. So we're going to go back to Mrs. Jean Lackowitz say that fast 20 times, and talk about whatever she wants to talk about. What's up, Jean?
5: Hey, thanks, Doug. Thank you, thank you. Hi, everybody. Uh, I just have three little pieces of information about the symposium that I'd like to share. And if anybody has any questions, we'd be happy to take them uh, I'm on the chat, and Doug's on the chat so we can see what you need. But I just wanted to roll into a couple little things that uh, are really important. Uh, one is we are going to have this thing recorded up the wazoo so you know uh, we're going to have NPR the local NPR station W-K-A-R Little Rock is going to be sound audio recording the whole thing it's uh, right now we're not talking about it being live streamed but it'll be up on their archives just about immediately after the sh- uh after the symposium so That's one thing. You'll all get to hear it if you're not going. The other thing is the Clinton School itself does a video recording of all of their speaker series. So it will be video recorded. We're also working with Bill Chapman, who uh, has got his hands in trying to see what we can do about upping that to multiple camera, perhaps. And that will also be probably not live streamed because that is like a nightmare to get that hooked in satellite and all. But we you all will be able to see it if you're not there or if you are there and you're really getting excited uh with what kind of information is coming forward, you'll have a chance to, you know, digest it and, and read it uh, watch it and listen to it another time. So so no stress. Everybody will get to see every bit of this, and you know it's going to be just really remarkable and cool and uh to let you know how cool Kevin Ellman, as you know, is going to be our master of ceremonies, and he is talking to every one of our panelists, having really good in depth conversations uh conference calls. Ed and I have been involved in a couple of them so far and uh You know, we're just trying to make sure that this isn't going to be a rehearsed symposium per se, but we all want to be sure that everybody's understanding, everybody's on the same page. Uh, We all complement, each speaker complements the other speakers in terms of really painting the picture of what components are part of making the argument for the advantages and the importance and the moral imperative of music education. So, you know, this is this is really happening, and we're taking it really seriously. It's going to be an amazing, amazingly substantial, and entertaining and fun evening. So, um, that's worth noting. And so, y'all know this this is going to be a, a kind of a an earth-shaking experience for a lot of people. It's going to be really cool. Uh the other point I'd like to make is we're not ready yet because we're still working with the Clinton school and they do have student ushers and things like that but we will probably uh be needing some volunteers that evening to help with you know some things like uh helping direct people to seating and stuff so we're not ready yet but we will let you know uh if we and when we need some volunteers and we'll have some mechanism for you raising your hand and saying yeah I want to help because there there will be some things I I guarantee it because this is this is big this is really big Uh yeah. the other, yeah go ahead
3: Speaking of, because I had somebody that was worried about, you know, seating at the thing, what's the capacity of this for the symposium? Is it like uh, a couple grand or something? How big yeah, is it? Yeah, it could
5: go as high as 2,500, so we okay. will be fine, yeah. <laughs> now, okay. of course, you said that about the uh, the weekend all-in packages that we'll be fine, so we'll see. But uh, I don't think we'll get more than 2,500 people. That would be kind of weird, but you never know. <laughs>
3: you never know. Um, you,
5: um, you, yeah. Yeah, and you do know there you know will be plenty of uh seating. So there should be no problem for everybody to get a good seat and you know we're going to have this whole musical thing at the end so it's going to be really awesome. Uh the other piece that I just wanted to direct your attention to is you know the foundation is actively seeking sponsors, corporate sponsors for different aspects of this. You know, it's it takes a lot to put on something like this. We have speakers coming in from all around the country, and it's a big deal. We want to treat people with the respect that they deserve, so it does have some costs associated. And I'm so sorry. Just when I'm talking, our Doug, could you talk for a minute? My dogs are barking. I have to shut them up. I'm going to put myself on mute. Okay.
3: All right, no problem. So if you know about, if you're look if you know any corporate people that might want to sponsor an event like this, or if you want to personally get involved. There is uh, ranges from a grand and up and, uh, you know, maybe get in with a couple of your buddies and do one. Uh, that's cool, too. But really they're looking for corporate sponsors that are uh, want to market their brand at this event. So if you do, just contact Gene or you contact me. I'll send you the information and I'll uh, get you involved in that. So
0: okay, a couple other things.
3: <laughs> All right, great, great, great. I, I kind of hit it up for you on the uh, yeah, sponsorship. No, no, no. I Thank you. tell folks, Thank too, this since Gene was talking about UStream uh, type deal, the I know we've had some for Akron and some other parties. The one that'll be for the symposium will be professionally done. You know, Bill Chapman's involved and has you know great experience with that. that of course, so it'll be more professional. But we are looking for some help. If somebody would like to be in charge of Ustreaming our party on Friday night, like we've done with the uh, MJ used to do for us for Todd Healing party, A party. Uh, that's some gold in there if you haven't ever seen that stuff. And in, especially down the road, we're going to be watching that, you know, uh, in amazement that we were able to re- get all that recorded and permanently put on online. You know, it's MJ interviewing Reebok. I think we got Jesse and Greg Hawks on there. It's just a lot of fun. So we're, we could use some help on that if anybody's interested. Uh, you know, it's technical, can do that. Let us know. Uh, another couple of other things. One thing for sure, we may, uh, I'm going to say we are going to, i, I got to just confirm with the venue, but we're going to probably move the A Watch movie up on Saturday to 3 o'clock. Uh, you'll find out why later, but we need to bump it up. So 3 o'clock is going to probably be the start time for the A Watch Stanford, Connecticut exclusive viewing for peeps that got the all in package. All right, Jean, take over.
5: What you got? Okay, thank you. And I'm sorry my dogs just wanted to say hi because my husband had the <laughs> nerve to walk at the door, and, of course, that's an abomination to all things good. They have to let me know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we all know this. So uh, anyway, um, when we were talking about the sponsorships, as we're trying to get corporate sponsors, it's it's important to note that one of the things that's going to happen as part of the event and why we have this $1,000 level and uh, higher levels than that is that we have a VIP reception that we're planning afterward. And uh, a $1,000 level does get two tickets to the VIP reception. So that is worth noting. And if somebody wants to know more about that, you know, just send uh, me an email or add an email. I'm jean at spiritofharmony.org ed is ed at spirit and we'll explain all the all the deets to you there but for lesser donations and not to say lesser as lesser because a dollar means everything to us just as much as a thousand or more does uh it's it's all it's all about the involvement much more than the dollar amount we care very much about support and and so we have a crowdsourcing It's a, a GoFundMe crowdsourcing for anybody who wants to donate to support this event at any amount. And uh, one of the reasons we set that up is when we had our Spirit of Harmony Day in Cambria, uh, there was this wonderful group of fans that put together uh, Not in Cambria Drive. And on the day that we were having our events in Cambria, all these wonderful donations came in from people who were not there and it was just so wonderful and such a building of community that uh this fund can be used for that or it could be fun it could be used to fund whatever you like uh you know in honor of or uh you can just donate to let us know that you're supporting this event and our link for that gofundme is on our spirit of harmony uh facebook page so if you want to go to that you will find the link, and I pinned it to the top, so it'll always be really easy to find and you know it's just a, a crowdsourcing so that you can make a donation, and it would be earmarked for supporting this event because seriously it's it's going to be a big deal, and it's really moving the discussion about the moral imperative of music education to kind of a whole new level because a lot of people have been dancing around the idea that it's so good that it's an important thing but we're going a step beyond that and saying this is a moral imperative that we all know music is so important to people that you can't deny you can't make those decisions lightly and you can't just say well we have to do budget cuts so we're going to cut your music program so it's uh it's going to be a wonderful event and there will be a lot of follow-up to it and uh We just want you all to know that if you can't be there for any reason, uh, we will have many, many opportunities for you to experience what's happening that night. That's all I have to say.
3: All right. Well, that's a lot of stuff. It's good stuff. There you go. Everybody, you're in the loop on the symposium. FYI, if you bought all-in package, you'll get your concert ticket and laminate and all that good stuff upon arrival for the party. We'll have everything for you. and We're going to have a great giveaway for you. As promised, a, quote, Souvenir, as we put on our web page. Oh, my gosh. It is
5: so cool. That is right. (laughs) You are going to love this.
3: Very cool, but we're not going to tell you what it is. It is so cool. Don't even try. Don't even try. All right. Good stuff. So, anyhow, I guess that's about it. You got all the scoop. You're in the loop. We're going to wrap it up here. We've got about a minute and a half live left. So anything else, Jean, you'd like to add before we go?
5: No, just that I love you guys, and I'm so excited to see those who I'll see in Little Rock. And uh, those who are not going to be there, you know, you're really part of it too. You really, really are, and we want to make sure that you are. So, you know, the hug goes beyond who's actually going to be in Arkansas that weekend.
3: There you go. All right, folks, we'll try to do another show soon. Hopefully talk about some stuff, maybe get some of the people that are going to be appearing in Little Rocktopia, something like that. Uh, again, in summary, we'll wrap this up. We had an announcement that the DJ is going to be Dame Funk, D-A-M-F-U-N-K. That will be the DJ touring with Todd. Some folks that are on the album include Michelle Rungren, Jill Sobule, Rachel Hayden, Tal Winkenfeld, Chasm Sultan and Bobby Strickland. So that is our scoop. Utopia Reunion is being discussed. No, no, nothing set in stone. And that's pretty much it. If you don't know, I've said it a million, million times. You can get ninety-second clips of all the songs on Global at iTunes, and you can buy the single with two B-side deals. Remixes of Kaleidoscope are available at Amazon.com, and you can pre-order this uh, album with. VOD of an unpredictable show at toddstore.com. So that's all the pimping I got. All right, Gene, everybody else, Tom Jennings again. We appreciate it. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have this great show and good information. I hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you on the flip side, hopefully soon. All right, peace.
1: Hi, everybody. This is Todd Rundgren, and you're listening to RundgrenRadio.com.
0: Thank you.